you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. All right, welcome everybody to episode 113 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, your host, Bob Chichinsky, with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 My dude, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing uh, excellent, you know, excited to be here, as always, and... This week, we're going to be talking about all the exciting stuff uh, that they announced. Well, you know, we're going to go into the chapter update and stuff. Just a bit of a recap. And it's my first day back from being there in Las Vegas. So, going to recap that for you guys. Just wanted to, uh, you know, drop it all on you while it's still fresh in the mind. And, uh, yeah, you know bring it to life for you guys and i dragged you know dogged in here with me so he gets to hear about it probably for like the 10th time yeah i'll uh you know I, who knows maybe it'll you'll tell me something new <laughs> hey they, i uh i remember something new every time <laughs> yeah that there. is true so <laughs> you're like hey do you remember this thing i'm like no I don't think you told me that thing. So, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so first off, I mean, is there is there any news you want to drop in real quick there, dog? Before I just start totally rambling. Um, news? No, I don't think so. I think we can cover that on the next one. We can cover that on the next one. Yeah, because we're we'll recording really soon after this, so like we are. tomorrow or something we are we've got more content coming for you guys uh we do we will have a, a full episode fresh uh but this is i'm gonna try and keep it you know short relatively uh so yeah but so there you go so let's start uh with some actual stuff that they announced real quick before uh we get into it all and we'll like we said, we're going to detail it more in the next episode, probably some of the actual, uh, you know, Necrom stuff and everything. But uh, the quality of life stuff coming for Update 38 is just all pretty awesome. So I'm going to drop it in there real quick. First off, we're going to be able to classify favorites from collectibles. So like costumes, um, you know, uh, like your different hairstyles like all, all that stuff plus you're gonna be able to favorite like mounts and pets and they're also gonna have a random mounts like option so every time you get on a mount it'll be different which is pretty cool because whoever actually uses like all their mounts i don't i use like three so <laughs> Until you get another, you know, new one that you want, and then the does it stay with three or does it go to four? Or you just like back out of the number three gets kicked out. That's hard because I have my, you know, uh, I have my uh, Valkincentia. I have my weird purple <laughs> horse that's that, that's super glowy and super, uh, yeah. That one's I got, the radiant, I got, right? 
uh, yeah, both both are radiant. Okay, uh, yeah. and th- and then I have my normal psychic one, so yeah, that's tough. Well, you know, when you have two radiants, very glowy. <laughs> yeah, and and then I also have you know the uh, Auroboros Sench, uh, and and then I have a Frost Atronach one. So I guess there's five, but you know, mainly the first three. Yeah, well, I guess you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, and mainly I really do different mounts for, like, different characters. I seem like I stay on one, like, a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that would be cool. Then, uh, also, crown item bundles. Uh, they sp- They said furnishings specifically but on the you know thing that they had up there it says bundle items so i'm thinking it's all crown store bundles they're gonna be uh put into one box in your inventory space in a container and you're not gonna have to have you know 14 different spaces open and like random things chilling about so that's gonna be a lot better and a lot easier to like identify the stuff when you get it and you know, not gonna have to have so much free inventory space. Then the one I'm like most excited for, because even on PC, there's not an add-on to fillet an entire stack of fish, and that's what's coming with update thirty-eight. That is a game changer for console because we have to actually press A or, you know, up every time. So, yeah. Dog, do you finally going to be a master angler now so you could fillet all these fish? Maybe because, you know, I have 2,458 fish just sitting on my (laughs) mag blade waiting for this day to finally come. (laughs) It's been years. (laughs) <laughs> dog is that person that has been waiting that long yeah i, I was like i will not fillet this because i do not want to press up arrow up arrow up arrow or a a a for an hour four hundred times <laughs> yeah it, it, it's weird because I, I i did fillet some yeah i don't know how enough. many but i didn't get very far because i'm like this is annoying i'm done <laughs> So, yeah, that is super, super exciting. And then uh, they're going to have additional reset timer updates. So, uh, you know, once again, making everything uh, on the same thing. And then this last one. Oh, well, wait. Uh, no, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I think the main, th- main one I got was like the PvP campaigns reset on the first of the month. So now when we do, you know, PvP scores, they'll be all be like, relatively the same time oh my god being two weeks later so man they did that for us (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure yeah oh sure dude no uh no definitely not for convenience for all pvpers just for (laughs) us (laughs) just just for us for the sake of uh our scores being when we report them they're all at the same time yeah so uh they're also going to have some new homes, which, you know, that's awesome. Those do. And the last one, this is going to get everyone excited because... Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're just going to gloss over the moving ship house? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, 
it's not as good as my death ship house on uh you know colossal <laughs> i'm very uh grotto so but when they announced it i was like ah, i already got a, a ship house and then they're like it's moving and i was like god how do they always get me <laughs> Yeah. It's like that that but wait, there's more. It's like, ah, that's what always gets me, man. So yeah, uh, there's gonna be a new boat. It's the house is entirely a boat. I'm assuming there's probably you're gonna be able to go through the different levels of it. And it's moving out on the ocean. I think that there's like an island that you like go by and stuff. So yeah, pretty freaking cool. It's probably gonna be, you know. 15,000 crowns is like the only bummer on that. But I, no, I don't I don't think it'd, it'd be considered a big house. It might be a size down. A large house instead of a notable. Yeah. Which would knock off like 3k crowns at, at least, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, I say I wouldn't mind that because then I wouldn't have to as decorate as much. But then when you hit the limit, you just always want to put more. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I may have some, some, uh, something to say about that later. But regardless, uh, there's going to be some new homes. Moving ship house, very awesome. And I did save the best for last. And I think Dog's finally going to let me get to it this time. Yeah. Stuga, the homegirl. No longer will endlessly be looking for you. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that's the most memed thing ever for Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Long overdue. And don't worry if you, you know, still need to do the quest or you're a new player or anything. She's still going to be there, you know telling you how long she's been looking for you. She's just not going to follow you around or chase you <laughs> um, endlessly through the town. So, yeah, she's going to be in specific spots, I think, in, like, you know, the starter areas where most of the those, uh, you know, starting kind of quest givers for each zone are. So it, it'll make sense, and she will not just be chasing you anymore. Yeah. Like a crazy lady. <laughs> Although exactly. if you do requests, you know, I don't really have a problem anymore. Mainly it's like dragons in your own homeland. What are you gonna <laughs> do? I'm gonna run away. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run away. Yeah, there's stuff to do, guy. Yeah. Dragons and Lair Marcelock too, but you know, on time. <laughs> yeah. Crafting on, you know, twelve characters into Sean. Means that that message gets played at least three times a day, sometimes six. I think one time it was even like eight. It was ridiculous. I heard it a lot, way too much. So, way too much. Way too much. <laughs> All right. So, that like was the kind of big quality of life stuff they're going to have uh, dropping with update 38 and Necrom. June 5th for PC, June 20th for consoles. It's coming right up. It's coming right around the corner. Um, you can still pre-order it. It's the normal chapter price and everything. It's not part of ESO Plus. If uh, 
if you're not familiar with that chapters the new chapters never are they are added to it a year later so uh high aisle will become available on ESO plus later this year so that's cool um so yeah i mean now we're through that let me uh let me set the scene for you guys so las vegas 2023 we pull up i mean i don't know maybe i wanted to be there before you know like 11 30 but i think i think we got there around that time and the line was already pretty freaking long um but as i'm walking through the line the first people i walk up and see is lotus uh lotus of doom the elder memes gina bruno and i think that was it actually and they're standing right there talking so i just walked right up to lotus and gave him a hug and started talking to all them and that was pretty uh freaking legendary and uh even the elder memes was like oh yeah dude red diamond courier is like oh my gosh dude these people make me feel like a freaking uh celebrity so there you go dog we're off to a good start i brought stickers i was handing stickers out to everyone yeah gotta you know tell everyone who we are exactly and i had ordered those stickers in like 2020 when we first started our podcast (laughs) (laughs) i never got a chance to freaking give them to people so uh i wanted to cut them out like you know specifically i mean i've sent dogs some like you know because they're big circle stickers with the sign so i want to like cut out the sign on each but it's an intricate process and you know I did not succeed, but I still gave her wood. I had like, I think almost 50 stickers to give out. So that was like my goal. So I started, uh, you know, chilling with them and we waited in line and, uh, talked with like a good handful of different people. And, uh, it's just so cool to be in a place like where everyone you talk to like can talk about elder shows online with you and like what they love about it what class they play what faction they play um it's just wild like usually everywhere i am people are like oh you do a podcast uh, what do you guys talk about and i'm like ah oh, here comes the moment <laughs> like uh this video game oh what's it called Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, what scrolls? Who's online? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm sure you get a lot of that too, though, right, dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm the exact opposite. Everybody knows everything, right? Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Yeah, so that's like one of the coolest parts and like that's a really good time to get to like chill with like a bunch of the air peoples when you're waiting in line because when you're in there there's so much stuff going on so you get to walk in they slap you on a uh, cool elder scrolls online little wristband it was golden this year you know always a good color to go with um they had a cool little area where they're giving away you know swag bag with some cool stuff in there there was a it's like a cool bag pretty awesome there's like a cool las vegas coin for the year and uh faction tattoos which 
everyone got like one in each and i don't know by some magic power they gave uh me and my girl both the, the best faction man dc right off the bat i mean that's pretty legendary right there it was man. i was like so stoked when i uh opened it and saw the lion i was like yes this is a miracle and it had a cool little cup in there too, like Elder Scrolls Online on there. So some really cool stuff. Uh, that was cool. They had a um, little merch section, which was like pretty much the Bethesda Gear Store page of ESO stuff. Like all like their physical, like you could look at it all and everything before you buy it. So that was really cool. I ended up, I wasn't going to get anything at first because like, I just like the pocket square t-shirts, man. I don't like when the logo is small on the front and big on the back. I'm a, I'm a sweater guy. We've talked about this. But uh, they had a Moloch ball like themed kind of one. Like has axe on the back and like some Daedric riding. But the front of the shirt is like I couldn't even see it at first because the Ouroboros is a black shirt and the Ouroboros on it is black. It's made of like I don't know like thin strips of like faux leather it's like just like on the shirt i mean like honestly i'm sure after i washed it a thousand times probably will like i don't know how that material will last like it, how durable it is but it is probably the coolest freaking looking shirt i have uh gotten in a long time and just in general but for eso i think it's probably the coolest shirt i've gotten like full stop well that's pretty cool yeah, it, it, I was super excited about that. They didn't have any cool jackets, though, you know. So, but you know, they, it was it was cool. It was cool to see that they had you know the gear store stuff there, all the faction, uh, you know, banners and everything. Which I'm sure they sold out of DC like immediately because you know best faction. Yeah, one hundred percent probably happened, and so. Right before all that, as you're like walking through right by where you get your stuff, they had a huge um Necron like backdrop poster that you could stand in front of and take pictures. Um I did post like some a good handful of my pictures on Twitter so you guys could go check them out there. Uh me and Tom Robots, you know, Robots Radio, the legend. Uh I got to go take a picture with that uh, with him in front of that so that was really cool and then next to that there was like a huge banner um for like the community to sign which was awesome and i saw our homie rob the princess's signature right there so i signed next to him and you'll be you'll be proud dogged that i put um bob chinsky and i you know like put a line under my name and I put the little, you know, quote apostrophe marks, RDC man, red diamond courier on, on the banner. Nice. Even though <laughs> when I went back later, I noticed the other people were writing out a lot more specific, like shout outs. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> maybe I could have wrote red diamond courier, but Hey man, you know, what are you going to do? You're being modest, right? I was leaving room. Yeah. You're being generous. Or not generous. What's the word? Yeah, I I was being Uh, generous. I mean. (laughs) So, yeah. um, 
I hope that like they uh, put that up somewhere, do something cool with it, like post pictures of release so everyone can see it. But I did uh, get a picture of like pretty much all of it later, and I think I posted that. If I didn't, I will. You guys could check that out too. It's really cool. Um, let's see. So, yeah, setting the stage. You get through all that kind of stuff. I mean, you guys saw the stage if you watched the live stream itself. That was super awesome. They had, like, cut out mushrooms all over the place, which I absolutely wanted so bad to bring home and put in my room or in the garage or something. And I swear, I asked every single person on the dev team and even just people that seemed like they were any person that had the Bethesda lanyard with the event staff, I asked them, and most of them were like, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not. And then the rest of them that didn't say that were like, no, no, I don't think so. And then Rich Lambert, I was like, I, I, I think he got it was confused of me asking if like I could I could have it or like if I could steal it <laughs> which I would not do I would never do that and he was like I was like oh you know what do you think would happen are you like do, do you think I could get it like what do you think the odds are of me uh getting the mushroom is what I was I think is exactly how I phrase it and he was like, I think they'd have to kill you. And I was like, well, all right, that's pretty, uh, uh, I think that was the last time I asked about the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the Tovani aren't really known for their niceties, so. I, I, yeah, I, I, I do not want the Morog Tongue coming after <laughs> me. <laughs> do not need Naryu. I didn't. This is not the way I want to meet Naryu. IRL <laughs> is getting uh, assassinated for the mushrooms. So, <laughs> um, I did take a picture with them though up on stage. So you guys can also uh, check that out. It was um, like their displays were absolutely just mind-blowingly awesome, and uh, yeah, they did their chapter reveal thing. Uh, it was definitely really cool. Uh, like I said, we'll go into that probably a bit more on the next episode, so I won't uh, just drag on with that. But I scheduled my playtest for right after, and I know that you guys are all super excited to hear about the Arcanist, even though like all the other people that like played it in San Francisco like uh they all like have released that stuff already so i hope that you guys have got to go see uh you know what they think about it as well um for me it was like a series of trying to read all the skills as fast as i possibly could and like digest the information and then I got to the point where I was like, man, I'm never, ever going to remember any of these numbers, and they're all going to change anyways, so why am I even trying? I just need to go test out all the skills. And, uh, yeah, so I slapped uh, all the skills on there. Um, I mean, I don't want to just start out with the laser beam is going to be OP, but my goodness, 
that laser beam is going to be OP. The one thing that's super interesting about it is it is not a, like it's not like the Jesus beam from the Templars uh where it locks onto your target or like similar to like Zon. Um it's not a tether like that. So it's not just like a guaranteed going to be uh hit them for every tick, you know, unless they line of sight you or get away from you. <laughs> Uh, you're going to have to, like, follow them around and, like, aim it. Uh, so I think that that's why it probably does more damage because, like, not... It's, like, the potential of you getting every tick off is, like, much lower. But at the same time, I had the two spammables on my bar. One was, like, a cast out, like, the rune spammable. And the other was, like, the arm vine spammable. And the comparison of how much damage they were doing to the G or the laser beam was pretty. I, I mean, it was lower, but this is also super, super early build. And I'm like, pretty sure that things are, things are going to be toned down by the time it gets to live. But if you're excited for the freaking crazy, awesome laser beam, I can guarantee you, you're going to, you're going to love it. It's, crazy fun um but yeah it, it was really interesting that it wasn't like a connected tether like that first of its kind i think honestly yeah i think so other than like it, it's it's just like where like your uh like reticle is like your center where you're yeah. pointing so kind of like when you go to drop like an aoe it's just like a line aoe can you like move it around at all or is it yeah, just like you yeah you move it like while it's casting so very interesting kind of, yeah <laughs> yeah it, it really is and they have a healing laser beam too so they've got that um one thing that uh i think rob yeah he was mentioning that he thought was interesting is that it has a built-in taunt into the class and uh that's pretty cool i think that's also i mean really yeah first of its kind for a class ability too right talk to my am i forgetting something uh no yeah that's the first one yeah no you're right uh other yeah. than like you know poles poles now i do a taunt if they're oh, not taunted. but that was just update 37 stuff so yeah and uh Rob, I believe I th I believe it was Rob. During the developer asked me anything panel they had, he actually brought that up. If uh, it would be something that they'd like, if it went well, if it would be something they uh, would consider, like looking back and adding into the other classes. And they said, you know, pretty much anything's a possibility, especially if it goes well. But it's really just something they're trying out. I still think it's pretty cool though. And uh it's got a bunch of good buffs. It's got it's just got all kinds of great stuff. The Arcanist, it really seems like people are gonna enjoy it. If you don't think the laser beam is gonna be uh the coolest thing, then it I'm gonna guarantee you you're gonna think the teleport is the coolest thing. It's not so much like um like the other kinda abilities like streak and stuff like that but it's more like you cast an aoe on the ground 
and then you run over to it. So you cast it like right next to you. You cast it kind of far away. I forget the tooltip number for the meters, but like as you're going, like looking up to cast it farther, it it doesn't go super far away. So it's not like you could cast a portal like way down the way and then hop in your mountain or something. You could just cast it like within reasonable distance, and then there is a cooldown after it. So it's similar to streak in that sense. And I just made it cast it over and over and over and like get away from you, hopefully. But I definitely think it's going to be effective in Cyrodiil. Especially for like, one thing I was thinking it would be like cool to do. I mean, I, I guess especially if you're a bomber, you know, just like be hiding around the corner or something, just like drop your teleport and just like, bloop, hit the teleport and just pop right into the middle of all the people and just bomb them. Or just, you know, if you have your ultimate ready or whatever, you got a plan, I guess. Strategy. Uh, can you pick, like, both locations? Like, a beginning and end? Or do you just pick, like, the end point? No. Oof. I think you pick the end point. Ah, no, I'm not sure. I can't really remember. You either pick the start or the end point. Okay, actually, I think you pick the start point, and then it's just, like, a straight shot from there. Ah, okay. Yeah, and it goes like, um, it's like you pick where it is and then you transport like five meters away or something. So it's not like you can't be like but sitting. I, could, I think I could be wrong though too, actually. It could be you pick the end point and then the start one is like just kind of close to you. Yeah, so you can't just be like sitting on the, uh, like on the stairs of a tower and be like, all right, I'm going to put a portal here and a portal over there. Yeah, I know. It's like you do it's like a straight shot from like your first thing. Like it's not like it you can't be like going all kinds of crazy. Alright, that that makes sense. Yeah. It's definitely like you could think of it like streak in that sense. Like and it's probably about the same amount of distance. It's just you get to pick that uh the area you drop the portal and then it goes like forward. That's what I think it is. All right. But that was definitely one of my favorite ones to mess around with. And it's got all kinds of fun buffs. Ones that are, like, very intuitive. Ones that we're used to, to, you know, like, uh, put a buff on your weapon. Makes it glow and look cool. And you get extra weapon and spell damage. Put a, you know, protective wrap around you. Gives you cool resistances. Put a huge AoE on the ground. And if everyone stands in it, it gets, you know buffs so um definitely stuff that is intuitive you know for players and then they have uh the new system you know that's uh might seem confusing at first the crux system but it's really more of very similar to uh you know necromancers having to do corpse management um honestly also feels very intuitive one thing it reminded me of is like the crystal frags proc like you know you know it when you see it like and with this thing like you have the triangles floating around you it's like you know when you hit three like you just have to know what skill you want to use like or to amplify with your three crux when you want to get to when you get to it so probably laser beam 
<laughs> I think only I think it was like specific ones like that says in the tooltip like if you have ah. more crux okay. then this one's better. It wasn't just like all of them. Okay. So that's like like another thing that's like okay like when you get it to full it's like boom. And I think like passives too will be like oh when you have more crux the passive is better. And you only, like, build up Crux, like, by, I don't know if you only do it by doing damage, but that's, like, you, when you land skills and stuff, because it was like, oh, when you use this skill, you'll build a Crux, so I was just standing, like, at the literal start point, and it dropped me out, and I was casting all the skills, and I was like, I'm not building any Crux. And then uh, my friend was playing next to me, and he's, like, never played ESO, like, you know, Small amounts of times, and he's over there just like building crux like a madman. And I was like, "What the heck am I doing?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I gotta go hit some enemies with these skills, like actually make them work." Yeah, they uh, sounds like they learned their lesson with the uh, corpse management uh, PvP thing, where you just build up all your ultimate in between fights, and you know, yeah, five hundred ulti dump Valorg, <laughs> right. People. So, yeah, so the playtest was definitely a lot of fun. Um, like I said, there's like some, there's, you know, definitely a lot of stuff out there about the Arcanist now for you guys to go check out. And the PTS comes out on Monday, so there's going to be all kinds of stuff about the Arcanist. So I'm just really giving you guys a little taste, a little teaser. Uh, I played it for like 30 minutes, so I tried to digest as much as I could for you guys, and uh, yeah, I really think that you're all going to like it, um, and you know, it's been a couple years since we got a new class, and I think it probably could be a good handful more until we get another one, so it they said it's the seventh class for the seventh chapter. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. That'll never happen again. <laughs> I mean, not unless they do one next year. They do like uh, a class <laughs> every year. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's up? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Okay, for sure. So, after my playtest, I... You know, I went and walked around a lot. They had all kinds of panels going on. By the time I was out, the uh, the voice actor panel, I think, was just wrapping up. And oh, was you, this when you uh, buy a bag? What? <laughs> this is where I'm gonna clear my name. As a matter of <laughs> fact, let me just get it out in the air right here. All right, so. Plenty of you, I know, saw me post on the Red Diamond Courier Twitter account that I got the loaf of bread, and a lot, and it was signed by all the voice actors that were there, and a lot of people were like, "Wow, dude, you really brought a loaf of bread to get signed, <laughs> including dog." <laughs> I mean, it, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that, but I mean, I'm, I'm not the one to judge. I didn't go to Vegas, so. And 
it was really a, if you know you know kind of thing so i will tell you all now that so you can know for yourself that i am not an insane person who brings bread to get out graft i am a much more prepared person who brings things that i want autographed to be autographed so I thought you were just like, hungry or something. You're like, oh, I have this, you know, half bag wet. Here you go. <laughs> okay, so let me clear my name. So we've got the panel going on, and I missed the part where they pulled this beautiful baguette out. But on the panel, you've got Darian's voice actor, John Curry, the Lord of Sent. Why do I keep saying the Lord Ascendant? I've said eight times. The Ascendant Lords voice actor, Paul Guyette. Um, Adusa Daro's voice actor, uh, the Khajiit from the Raven Watch House, and Graymore, all that content. Courtenay Taylor, and um, Shaogorth from Oblivion. And uh, but Hermamora from Skyrim and Hermamora in Necrom's voice actor Wes Johnson there as well. They're all up there on stage, and you know you got Darian up there. So of course a baguette gets involved somehow or another. And by the time I was uh, back out and hearing the like the end of their panel, they were talking about how they need to all sign this bread and give it away later. And uh, that was it. Like, that was the last anyone heard about the bread. And uh, so, like, hours go by, you know, and uh, the all the voice actors start signing. They had a little table in the corner for them to sign. And the line was, like, def- almost as long as the line to get in. So it was like, Oh my god, I better get in this line now. So I'm over there waiting in line with um a good handful of people like that I hadn't met, so I was just kinda, you know, chatting them up and everything, talking about the podcast and ESO and stuff. And um we get up to the voice actors finally. And I keep this is hours later, people. I do not have the bread at this point. I Everyone has forgotten about the bread. I get up to John Curry, Darian, you know, voice actor, and I'm talking to him. And I mention, you know, the bread line. I was like, man, I, get, I bet you get the bread line a lot, man. Did you bring a bunch of loaves? And he's like, ah, ah, ah. I don't know when in this conversation he decided to deem me as Hot Bob. But that also happened, so I just, I, I'm gonna get that out there. I posted the picture of the signature that you guys can see on Twitter. It says right there, Hot Bob, uh, which also got signed by Courtney Taylor and Wes Johnson. So, at three, that's three. It's official. So, I'm sorry, Bob, or I'm sorry, dog. I'm a Hot Bob now. Yep, Hot Bob with the hot bag wet. Yes, so back to the baguette. (laughs) (laughs) As I move down the line and I'm getting all these autographs, I get up to Courtney Taylor and uh, she's like, 
looking at this thing she's like really like are you are you really hot bob and i was like i i mean i guess i am now today apparently and uh she was like laughing and all of a sudden he the bread comes out and john curry's like hey man we got we got to sign the bread so like signs it hands it to the next guy and then he hands it to courtney taylor and she's like oh man like you guys just signed the bag of the bread like if you're gonna sign the bread you gotta sign the bread so homie pulls out the loaf signs on the bread and then she puts it back in and she's like looking at paul guy and she's like i'm not gonna lie this is now officially the weirdest thing i have ever signed signed a lot of boobs but i've never signed a loaf of bread <laughs> I feel like it would just be, you know, inappropriate to put up a, a bread joke here, but I mean, I think I have to, right? Like, who just randomly brings a bread, you know, to give you a sign? <laughs> exactly. So she definitely that was that was first for her. So <laughs> she signs the bread, and then she's like, uh, but you know what like now it's just a, a bread like it's just gonna be a moldy piece of bread and i was like yeah but it'll be a moldy piece of bread with your signature on it and she's like oh, all right i like this guy and then she uh gave me my signature which also was legendary uh i gotta read it for you guys because it's just that good and she did it in her khajiit voice this one thinks hot bob is attractive I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, guys. I, I showed up, all right? I I did good for the podcast, man. I went looking good and everything. I haven't trimmed my beard. Very good. Very good. That, was, that one was for you, dog. That's good, yeah. <laughs> so, all this happens, and I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, and now you get this too. And I was like, the bread? And she's like, yeah, it's for yours. It's for you. And I was like, are you sure you like me? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, dude. So I took the bread. And it may not sound like much, all right, but everyone else there was very envious of that bread. And if you don't believe me, you can go look at the post on Twitter. Uh, I swear. It was a thing, all right? So, I got the bread. You guys can all know. You can talk about it. When it, you talk to your ESO friends, and they're like, yo, who's the best ESO podcast? You'd be like, the only homies who took home the loaf. Red Diamond Courier, all day long. We won the show. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just going to spread misinformation that you... uh brought their loaf with you <laughs> no dog okay look gina said in our uh on the post in a comment uh that they had the uh footage of all the different panels they plan on posting at some point so you guys just believe whatever the heck you want <laughs> if you don't want to believe me i don't care you could all see it for real when they post the thing. And until then, I will chill with my slowly hardening and molding bread. <laughs> and I will just uh, 
you know, keep enjoying it because I know the truth. I don't know. I feel like we need to, you know, and, you know, we need to put up a Twitter poll to, you know, get to the bottom of this. See what the people believe. You know, what? I think we just need to have high-profile voice actor coordinate Taylor come <laughs> on our little show <laughs> and tell us if once and for all uh, <laughs> the truth <laughs> about how uh, I'm hob. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so now you guys know. I didn't bring a loaf of bread to get signed, (laughs) no matter what it may have looked like (laughs) by my tweet, which I post, uh, which I thought about post tweeting. I was like, ah, well, actually, I didn't even think about it. It was Jessica Folsom's husband, actually, uh, Jay, who is also works on ESO and commented on it. It was like, oh man, I wish I could have seen their face when you pulled out a bag in. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. This is what people think. I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like, you know, the most not logical. Even, <laughs> not even a full bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've like, eaten baguette. Like, oh, here you go. I didn't finish my lunch, but I don't have anything else. Well, you clearly ripped it apart because you're not a monster, right? Oh, no, I didn't eat any of the baguette. Yeah. I already have when she pulled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I feel like there's just, uh, you know, indiscrepancies with these the whole, uh, you know, story. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done. I'm... Speaking of discrepancies, <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, some talk from the devs about how they are aware of the discrepancies between the old gen and the next gen consoles. And uh, it's something that they are monitoring and I asked uh, Rich Lambert like a little bit more in detail about that, and I did get to talk to uh, a lot of the devs and ask a bunch of questions. But I'm not gonna go into like super specifics because I don't want to like paraphrase what they said or miss uh, misinterpret or you know misremember anything. So um, you know. I'll just have these other high-profile people come on our show and tell you for themselves later. Uh, But I will, for the ones I do remember very well, the small parts, I'll give you guys, I will paraphrase that. And uh, I did get to talk to him about this, and he he said that, you know, they're aware that it is, you know, getting worse. And... um, they don't know like wh- how what the server update is really gonna look like, how it's gonna, you know, affect between the two different ones, how much you know, uh, it will impact both. Maybe it will benefit one more, maybe it won't, and that um, you know, it's not a super imminent thing, but you know, it's something that they're monitoring. So, at some point, you know, it's just gonna gonna have to. It's gonna go to next gens, and like it's something that me and Dog have talked about for a long time. Um, a two things: 
dogged is convinced they will never raise the housing limit until they, uh, you know, cut off the old gen consoles. And B, that the uh, advantage that the next gen console players have over the uh, old gen is it's worse. It's bad and getting worse because uh, it, it's already like big and like it, it, as the old ones keep getting older, it's only getting better. And uh, I mean, you know, we're talking the difference in like being able to slightly, you know, cast your skills in PvP compared to like being hardly able to. When you, I mean, when you're playing against someone on like a the better console, like yeah, you you're at a disadvantage, period, already. And uh, even you know, same could be said for PVE. You know, if you're in a dungeon or a trial or something, and your console isn't performing at the same efficiency rate, then you're just at a disadvantage, just purely not even has nothing to do based on skill or anything about that just from pure hardware and i mean you could say the same for pc like oh everyone's pc isn't the same well yeah but like i mean if you've played on both old gen and the next gen then you know exactly what i'm talking about the difference is almost night and day I mean, like, uh, today I had a very long load screen for the next gen. It was, like, 30 seconds, like... And it was... Like a sh- very, that, that's, like, a very extremely short on last-gen console. Like, you <laughs> wish you would get a 30-second load screen. And, like, you get it, it, it was, in the like, middle of the dungeon. longest load screen ever. We are waiting for it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, where is Dog? I was like, why can't I reset the dungeon? What is going on? He's like... Uh, I was in a load screen, and in my head, I was like, for that long? <laughs> like, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like, I thought my game was Mississippi, crash. are you kidding me? There's no way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, kind of like you were going on, like, the PvE uh, thing is that uh, there are some dungeons where, like, when you travel, uh, like, it'll give you a load screen, and you can die in that load screen, which would ruin, you know, no death runs. And That's true, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, one of the uh, ones from the Deadlands, one specifically where you like travel through the portal, like into that room, probably like three yeah. or four times. Yeah, that's the one. I don't know what it's called, but that's the one. Yeah, this, like I, for some reason, man. Maybe it's like last, the but I don't know. Yeah, I think no. I think Maybe it's it was the other the, one of the Cauldron's DLC. The Cauldron is the one where the fire is going around in circles <laughs> at the end. They blend together. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do remember that boss fight. Okay, yeah. well, as long as you remember that boss fight, at this point, it's all I care about. That's a dub, and I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's so much Ring of Fire. Like, are you talking about, like, like the feel wrath guy that with like the walking ring of fire because i wasn't talking that's about what that. i was talking about that it, i think that's, that's the, the cauldron yes yes Man. okay because i had to farm that one for uh unleashed ritualist or un unsomething ritualist the freaking set i wear every day 
Ah. I can't remember anything, man. I'm just talking about Vegas, and now it's like I've never even played the game before. <laughs> <laughs> I too much arcanist in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was definitely an interesting conversation I got to have. Uh, I did mention to Mike Finnegan, you know, the my thing about dungeons and all that. Um you know, the chapters, the year-long thing, like, how it kind of, like, changed the dungeons a little bit. And uh, he said, like, you know, it just really, uh, if anything, it just helps give the dungeon more, like, depth and, like, thematic, uh, you know, purpose. Um, And uh, he definitely cracked quite the grin when I brought up Lair Marsalock and said everyone brings up Lair Marsalock. So I think they uh they they get the message on Lair Marsalock at least. Yeah. But they were definitely super cool to talk to. They were super open. Honestly, the reason I don't remember as much of what they said is because every time I'd ask them a question, they would give me super long answers. Just like they were totally chill, cool to talk to. And uh, yeah, I mean, by the time I was done with like one question and they were done answering, they had already like their answer made me think of like three more questions. <laughs> I'm like wanting to ask, and I'm like, oh my god. Can't even keep track of what they're saying while I'm trying to think of these next questions I want to ask and prioritize them. But yeah, it was uh, super cool, super uh, awesome, lots of fun. I wish, you know, all of uh, you listeners could have been there. I wish Dogged could have been there. He didn't, uh, didn't end up being able to get the days off. I wish more of our guild members could have been there. But I did get to, you know, just meet a lot of people, hung out with Robots and Lotus, the homies from the Snug Podcast, uh, which, if you guys haven't checked out, is uh, great content. And they, uh, you know, are Xbox players too. So I thought they were PlayStation. Are they PlayStation? In my head, I was like, I couldn't decide which one. I was like, I should just say console players. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I should have gone with anyways. So they're console players at the very least. And um, yeah. yeah, they, they're they super awesome. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, their two hosts, Gone Crazy Back Soon and Gwen the Bard. And they were super, super chill as well. Um, trying to think of any other podcast host i met oh uh, i mean uh nephis os who hosts the uh esou show the esu university one um yeah and i mean i think i he's probably more known for like his builds and everything well that's what i know him more for so you know what i was surprised about nephis is he is taller than i expected i don't know i just didn't picture him as like a tall guy I told him that. It made him laugh. He also said he, you know, has heard our podcast. So, hey, racking up the dubs, dog. Yeah, that's uh, 
a lot of dubs for uh i would say this weekend but it's not even the weekend it's the middle of the week dude yeah and uh we still got time for more dubs because here we are man recording two potential podcasts in one week that's yeah. a dub yeah this and... I mean, we wanted to do that last week but we did not get that dub we did not and no, no shot <laughs> but I also only need uh, 20 more runs of away rest sewers until I can finally potentially get my Sergeant's Mail Lightning staff. So I might just make it to running one of these heavy attack builds before they nerf it. It's possible. Not not saying it's going to happen yet, but it's, it's yeah. possible. I might actually know what yeah. everyone's been talking about. It'll be funny if a PTS Monday either nerfs the heavy attack oh, builds man. or nerfs your sergeant's mail in particular. Just like nah, no sergeant's mail, none of that for you. Bro, nah, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna farm it this weekend. <laughs> I'm go I'm getting that staff this weekend. So, uh, I, I'm almost guaranteeing, like I'm putting it into the universe by getting farming for the staff that they're gonna nerf it. Like it's gonna be my fault. Everyone's going to be like, way to go, bud. I'm going to change my whole game. I won't. I don't use Sergeant's Mail. So. Well, exactly. Yeah. But. I use. Uh... I actually, I don't know what I use. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, but that's for a later day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that was like the first day event. It was super awesome. And yeah, now you guys. Uh, I hope I really, uh, you know, brought you in and uh, let you hear. It made you feel like you were there. The the other panels they had that art panel where that uh, one of the art artists uh, doing actual like art there on the stage, and that was really cool. And then they had a uh, musical performance by Maluka who uh, does some very awesome renditions of uh the more famous elder scrolls songs and she played a few on stage i was just impressed as a musician that she's up there by herself just her and her guitar just nailing it i mean her vocals were amazing but her guitar work was like super on point they were like they weren't easy parts and like considering she's transposing the songs i'm assuming she you know wrote them all herself or at least uh you know wrote how she wanted to play it so that was really cool and uh maddie maddie gone the homie the snow khajiit the last snow khajiit got up there and played his trumpet at the end and held out the final note of ragnarok the red like an absolute pro and it was super awesome and i asked him how much uh rehearsal they had and they had, like, he said they got, like, very little time to even know it was going to happen. They only got one rehearsal in the day before, and that was it. Or maybe it was even just, like, right before earlier in that day. But, yeah, they they nailed it. And just as a musician, like, super respect, man. That was so cool. Yeah. Maddie, uh, when I hear Maddie on play sharp, I'm like, man... I want to play that. I want to play my trumpet again. And then I play it again. I'm like, man, 
I'm no longer as good as I used to be when uh, back in my days from <laughs> high school, which which isn't that long ago. Yeah. So it's uh, it it doesn't last very long. So yeah, <laughs> you're like oh, I want to play, and then you pull it out, and you're like ah, oh, I don't sound like Madigan right now. I'm putting it away. <laughs> I, I don't even sound like me like far for like uh you know three years ago. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the uh, end of that day. It was super cool, a lot of fun. The second day, it was much shorter, informal thing. It was cool that they rented out an entire uh, like two-floor, two-story arcade for us, which we got endless tokens. And I mean, that's just like every kid's come dream, every kid's dream come true is being in the arcade with endless tokens and they brought that true for us and we're not kids anymore but it was still pretty amazing i've been to a couple of like uh family work things that uh my uh parents uh job do and they do like something like that something similar to that where uh the kids can go to the little arcade thing probably not as you know big as the vegas one but so yeah Definitely yeah. cool. Definitely jealous because I imagine, you know, a Vegas arcade being is like much way, 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 way more, you know, crazier well, than the one in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it actually like there are. Well, first off, there are some insane arcades in Vegas and they have really cool games. But this one was like more like an old style arcade and it like almost all its games were like. I don't know, from like the 90s or later. Or not later, or earlier. So they were like, um, like I was down there playing Dig Dug and Tetris and Frogger, you know? I know, Tetris and Frogger. So, oh, Dude, you never played Dig Dug? You missed out. I don't know what that is, so yeah. <laughs> well, I honestly, I mean, I didn't play it back in the day when it came out, you know? I played <laughs> it, you know, as a kid, but... Um, then like you know let's see. I mean, that's yeah. the bigger step for me. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, Robots, I did play some games with him. This one game, neither of us ever play, and him and his wife were, like, teamed up against me, and they both destroyed me. And then we played Mortal Kombat, and, uh, yeah, he was like, Ah oh, man, yeah, you know, I'm alright. And then he's like, ah, oh, I can't really remember how to play. And like two seconds later, he's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's all starting to come back to me. And he's like <laughs> lightning bolting me and like uh, all this stuff. But, you know, I did get him down to half, half health at least a couple times. So, you know. That's, yeah, I think that's good. You know. Yeah. I think so too. I, I was, you know, I told him I was like, I got you close to that time, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Um, just like the fact that they did that was cool. Oh, there was well, okay. So there was food both days, which I wasn't expecting there to be food the second day. So that was super, super cool. Um, and the food was better the second day, which was also super <laughs> cool. Um, which I don't think had anything to do with them. I think it was just like the venue, you know. But the first place, um, 
the fruit i mean the food was still really good at the first place too there was like all kinds of stuff just like uh some of the stuff was it, it was some of the stuff was hit or miss so but the only actual debacle of the whole thing was they're like finish the thing and they're like all right the food you know it's been served you know everyone go line up and we went and got in this line that was the same line we waited in three years ago to get the food and there was already people formed in it so we're like okay cool and um you know it ended up working out super cool for me because i turn around and the freaking uh you know elder scrolls online lore master is standing behind me in line for food and i'm like oh my god so I started talking to him for a bit and, you know, told him about the podcast and everything and uh, how it was cool. I thought it was cool that he uh, was at Zoss for a little while and then he left to go work somewhere else. And then he ended up coming back to Zoss to be lore master. Like, it's like a true passion thing for him. Like, he just loves uh, the ESO world, Elder Scrolls, you know, world and uh, universe. And he was like, yeah, it's like dream job. Like, that's a, why I came back is just because this is my favorite place I'd ever worked, my favorite projects I had ever worked on. And the universe of Elder Scrolls is just like a huge thing for him. And I was like, that is the exact kind of person I want to be the lore master for ESO. So now he knows about our show too, Don. Guaranteed. I get it. he got a sticker. Man, another win. Another dub. Yeah. But still couldn't get that second episode out though last week. So <laughs> it, it it all balances itself out. Oh, we're stacking we're stacking dubs. Whoa, you know, we'll start uh taking L's here eventually. But so I was talking to this guy for a while and then all of a sudden this like worker guy for the arena comes by and he's like yeah, this is not a line for the food. It's on the other side. You guys are in the wrong line. And I mean, homie said other side. Like we're talking the entire other side of the arena, and there's no like close way to get through it other than walking through the food area with a thousand people, or like the. And I'm over exaggerating. It was this isn't even that huge of a place. So it was, I mean. But it's still kind of cramped, so there's not a lot of place to walk. So you gotta walk all the way around, go over again, line. And this is after we've been waiting in line for a bit. So now we're the back end of another line, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So you're actually in line now. <laughs> yes, but we we're actually in line, and we got our food. I loaded the freaking crap out of my plate and ate basically all of it, and it was all delicious. The best thing uh, was the brisket. Which, you know, is usually hard to beat. Yeah. And then uh, the next day they had food, too. I was absolutely um, amazed that they did and super happy. And it was delicious. I, I won't go into more food options, but you guys could just have confidence that it was quite tasty. Good. Oh, except uh, I will mention, because it was hilarious oh, to me, that... Uh, Rob the Princess. I sat down with him and Tom to eat, and I take a part of the mashed potatoes. Like, oh yeah, how you like those mashed potatoes? And I'm like thinking in my head, like, what? Did, like, what is he talking about? What's wrong with them? And I was like, ah, oh, they're they're all right, they're good. And he was like, 
what the heck, man? I must have just got some weird ones, man. They're like full of horseradish. And I was like, took another bite and I was like, okay, yeah, I know. I do kind of taste horseradish now that you mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah, so I I guess that was a thing. And he got like a huge bite of it. And I just think that that's hilarious. (laughs) Man. You know, I was starting to get hungry there, which is, you know, a bit of a problem when it's, you know, 2 a.m. But True. you mentioned that horseradish stuff, and it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm good, no longer hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could help you with that, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, man. But yeah, so that that was hilarious. And uh, that second day was really just a, a lot of that, honestly, just chilling. It was like super informal. and. Yeah, other than that, uh, getting to hang out with uh, a bunch of the other content creators and play games. Oh, I did do really good at the basketball game. You guys could have confidence in that. Still got the shot at 30 years old. Um, But some other guy, he definitely set the record, man. He scored over 100 points. Like, I, I don't know. He was tall. I think his arm reach was, like, just, you know, too long. He's He's cheating. Yeah, sure. No, dog, this is f- for real stuff, dude. So, <laughs> the last conversation I have, last thing I'll tell you guys about, is me and Rob went over to talk to PvP and Combat uh, lead. Yeah, the PvP and Combat lead, Brian Wheeler, who is just a super, super awesome guy. So, we uh, ask him, you know about something that me and Dog talked about on the podcast many times. The need for, you know, Magicka in particular to have an alternative weapon line possibility, something other than staffs they could choose. And our friend Rob, uh, guild member Rob the Princess, has also talked about how, uh, you know, there's other stamina lines that definitely could be explored as well. So uh, we asked him straight up, you know, like, how hard is would that be to do? Or, like, is that? And Brian, his exact response was, really f***ing hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, right there off the rip, I was like, oh, wow, this guy is going to be... Super, uh, super cool. Super, uh, just you know, up front was not beating around the bush at all. Um, you know, and he wasn't like loading us up with long, too much stuff. He was just like straight to the point. This is exactly, uh, what he thought about stuff and, uh, what they could do. And he was just super honest and it was pretty refreshing, honestly. And, um, one thing, too, that he mentioned that I thought was really interesting is that, well, and he said, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it would be super hard to implement a new weapon skill line. Not just hard, but there's so much uh, data that goes, you know, into it and lines of code they have to write and stuff. Um, just one thing he said specifically was, you know, he's got to go back and add it into, like, this new little hoop to do that we've added now we got to go add it into every single set in the game he's like that means i gotta go back into fungal grotto one and add three different hoop to do's 
and you know make them all have the art team make them all the different styles and all this stuff he's like it's not just like designing the combat for it and like you know making that kind of stuff work which is a whole nother thing it's like but there's just like so much that goes into that kind of thing so i thought that was really interesting and uh that's one of the uh answers that i clearly really paid attention for because it's like oh my gosh this is something i've always wanted to freaking ask yeah it's something that i never really you know thought about like motifs like gives you all the motifs like you know you have britain one britain two britain three ekabiri <laughs> one ekabiri two ekabiri three red guard one red guard two red guard three. <laughs> and that's oh just God. like you know three <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't. I didn't even think about the fact that there's all the threes for the first one. Just thinking about the fact that there's seventy different or however many odd styles in the there's first. There's like one hundred and twenty, maybe even one hundred and thirty. There's a lot. The, the, no, they're not in the hundreds. They're, they're now, at least they? in the hundred and tens. Oh my goodness! So but, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of that going on. Oh, and um. Another thing that he talked about, which just a you know little mention, uh, because so many people this whole time were asking them all about class changes, class changes. So Rob uh, mentioned, you know, like is uh, it's similar like to how hard it would be to do a class change, like adding a weapon line, and he was like, well, I mean, he's like, you know, as devs, he's like, let me put it this way, as devs. We have a little thing that is like, okay, we could change class for testing, you know, and stuff, so we don't have to like keep going in and out. He's like, but he's like, we don't even really change class on our own like that when we're playing because it breaks the game like constantly. There's skills that don't go off, there's passives that carried over that you, he's like, passives that shouldn't be on that carried over. There's buffs. They get mixed up in there and left on somehow, but only in the background where you don't even know what's on unless you're pulling up the coding to go see like what's going on. So yeah, uh, I thought that was really interesting too. That there's like a lot more back end stuff that goes into a class change than just like, like okay, class change token. yeah, right. class change token, yeah. That was like a definitely hot button topic that they were getting asked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of makes sense because, well, I mean, if if it was something that they could easily do, it it would be out already, right? Yeah, so. especially with how much money they can make off something like that in the crown store. I mean, that's one of the ones that people would really, you know, buy. Yeah. Plus, I can only imagine how much, like, if it's broken just like that, then you would add on, like, the armory stuff that saves, you know, certain stuff, like your uh, skill lines, your CP. Like, I that would, that would probably also be a, just a huge nightmare to deal with, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he mentioned that stuff, too. But, yeah, so there's all kinds of stuff that goes along with that. And then uh, the last thing that I was asking about is like, you know, 
what it's like to really be a PvP dev. Because I was like, you know, where do you start on a norm? What is a day-to-day for a PvP dev? Because, you know, where do you start when every, like, 90% or I don't even know a percent, but it's the loud percent and they're yelling, your game is broken, PvP is broken, can't do this, this sucks, everything, PvP sucks. (laughs) And he was like... Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, it, where do you start? Like, that's it's definitely a, it can be an overwhelming thing. It's like, but you know, that we have a lot of different, you know, teams within our team that work on different things. And he said that they're always working, you know, on fixing stuff. And they're also always working on uh, implementing new stuff. And he brought up one thing in particular, that they're working on um, for, he said, you know, hopefully update 38. But it's going to be a functionality thing in Cyrodiil where he said that they've been getting a lot of feedback that the uh, starburst for the flag of a castle on your map, it's not, by the time it pops up, it's not enough time for people to go save the castle depending on how hard of a force is hitting the wall and i agreed with that because you know sometimes you're looking at it and it won't even say it'll say zero out of 20 or 30 um for the uh, you know opposing siege but then all of a sudden it just gets flagged and you're looking back and it's like oh actually there was three siege and it's like what like really Someone could have gone and freaking killed this guy. Yeah, uh, th- that's actually uh, kind of nice because, like, uh, some like some of the P- uh, PvP streams that I've seen have like add-ons that like show all this uh, the siege up on the side. I'm like, that's uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> like th- to me, that just feels uh, I don't know, wrong uh, to be able to see everything on the side of the screen like that and having having like a ui be able to do that yeah exactly so they've got that feedback and in a attempt to prevent that or help you know uh to solve that problem they want to implement a system where when a guild owns a keep you know you could claim the keep Anytime that an enemy player kills, like, you know, the guard walking around outside, you know, the ones just walking, or the mage guard up in the corner, it's going to pop up a little text chat message uh, for everyone in the guild that's in PvP, uh, and, you know, in that campaign, that your castle has, you know, enemies there or something, you know. So it's the like it's kind of like the first warning you're gonna get like oh crap people are there a guard has died um I need to really you know watch my map or just go check it out depending on the situation but yeah so um that was it for us and we drove home after that. Oh, I guess I could toss this in there. About 30 minutes from home. So close. Drove all night. It's like 10.30 at night. And 
I'm going, you know, freeway speeds on the 15 freeway and just like, I don't know why there's so many cars around me, but it's 1039 and there's cars like all around, like like in my rear view mirror, it's just cars. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we're at least we're going, we're moving. And all of a sudden, like, I see the car to the left of me and like two car lengths up. I'm in the middle lane. This homie like swerves left suddenly. And as he's swerving, I see this like metal bar come flying. I mean, catapulting over this dude's car hits the ground maybe like 20 feet in front of my car and then launches back up into the sky i mean this thing looked like it was coming at me as fast as i was coming at it it was coming it like i can explain this all so slowly i think about it and i'm like feels like it was maybe slow in that in some kind of moment somehow but nah it wasn't this all happened in like literally an instant and by the time i was processing like the fact that there's something hurtling towards my car i'm like trying to see if there's any way out there's like cars all around me i could like barely i swerved a bit to the right try and maybe like that it would go sailing off like the wrong way or something i mean it was coming it was bending like with the wind but nah it landed straight right in the freaking dead center of my windshield literally thought it was going to impale my windshield come through the thing right at me or my girlfriend and um we're super lucky that it didn't apparently windshields are way way stronger than i've ever given them credit for and i will never take them for granted again um but the not only front of the glass you know windshield but i guess which i just i was today years old when i learned this windshields are two pieces of glass with a strong piece of plastic in between so the not only did the outside glass get absolutely destroyed i I mean i could barely see enough out of it to get home but we did thankfully um the inside glass as well shattered sending like you know not like huge pieces of glass, but I'm like tiny shards flying through the air all over me and my girl who's sleeping there in the front as well, and our food and stuff. It was like, uh, what the heck? Um, so yeah, that was the ride home. It was uh, very intense to say the least, and I got super lucky. That, you know, I didn't get killed by a freaking metal pole last night. Yeah, that was uh, definitely very lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, that you know was where, how the trip ended. 
Yeah. I, I, my, uh, you know, I, I had a pretty interesting drive home from uh, work last night, too. But, I mean, it's not as crazy, but uh, I did see, I think, like, eight deer just crossing a road. And there was a couple, like, kid deers, right? I don't know what they're called. But uh, but they were kind of just standing in the road, and they're, like, looking at the car. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Go! Cross the road! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Not as interesting as your thing, but, you know. It was like, kind of that incident where, like, man, you know? If I was, you know, dogged on, you know... Red Dead or uh, Elder Scrolls Online, you know those those deers would not be looking at me the way that they were looking at me in that car. So very upsetting. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. Wait, so uh, but uh, going you know going back to your story though, uh, do you know where that metal pole came from, or just randomly flew out of the sky, or? Literally, just like the universe dropped a metal pole out of the sky, dude. I have no idea. There wasn't like a crash in front of me or anything. Um, apparently, when my my friend was telling uh, one of my other friends about it, and he texted me and was like, in all caps, like, "Dude, no way did this happen!" Like in this exact spot on the freeway, and I was like, pretty freaking close to there. And he said that he had driven by there in the day and seen like a huge metal rod or something like kind of like off to the side, but like kind of in the fast lane. So he was like convinced it was that and I'm like, I have no clue, but I guess I'm thinking someone clipped it probably up a few cars ahead and just sent it flying into the air. And, uh, we just total wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know how the physics on that would work. Like, I I'm literally, trying to figure how dude, that would work. I <laughs> wish I could. Uh, I wish I had a dash cam to show people like <laughs> this thing. I, I can't even explain in my head how it got up in the air in the first place. Like you're saying, like it makes literally no sense and to see like it come flying at me like it came flying over the first car and i'm like okay there's a huge thing flying oh shit and it's gonna hit the ground so you know originally i'm like okay i just gotta keep going and it fucking hit uh and it hits the ground and just goes flying back into the sky like even for like it went 10 feet up into the sky for sure and came back down full force right in the dead center of my windshield and i will just never get to know man i will never get to know yeah that's uh definitely insane yeah, you know, at least it landed like you know, like not pointy side. I would imagine that would probably pierce it. Oh, dude, it like <laughs> it was coming down like pointy side. Like I dead. Did, did it hit pointy side or did it hit like bar side? Or I'm do you not really probably... not sure what it was. Like I can't even <laughs> really say. 
Like it kind of looked like a bumper, maybe, but it could have just been a huge piece of metal. Like I really, and it was ah. late. It was like ten thirty at night, so it was super dark. Um, and it just like came flying out of nowhere. So I really didn't get a good look at it. And two, like when it hit my window, it shattered like all over, so I couldn't see shit. Or I yeah. couldn't see anything and i was like oh my gosh what the freaking heck um so yeah honestly like i straight up thought it was gonna impale me like yeah i guess if it i it was coming like if it was twisting it definitely wasn't like straight on but it was heading towards like straight on like like the end of it like slammed down like into the windshield and uh shattered shattered the crack shattered the crap out of it yeah all right well so i'm glad you're safe so that's yes yes i'm very glad that i got to come (laughs) home and tell my freaking podcast stories um even you know the vaguette one yes I'm glad that I got to clear my name <laughs> on the bag. If I had freaking died <laughs> thinking that I freaking took a baguette to get autographed by some of the most prolific people, voice actors in gaming, then, oh my God, I, oh, I, I would have had to haunt you or something. <laughs> I mean, but isn't that what you did? <laughs> No, dog, it isn't. I will take that to the grave. You will see. Yeah. I'll have a Bob Ghost show up. Be like, I did not bring the baguette. I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, did not. All right, guys. So before I ramble any longer, now that you have heard all of my ups and all of my downs, and uh, you feel like you were there with me for the whole trip. I I think that it's about time to wrap it up. Uh, we got another episode this week, like Doug said. Well, I mean, honestly, for you guys, probably be like maybe like a Saturday or Sunday release, and then like a Monday Tuesday release. But hey, we're recording them in the same week, so uh, you know that's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. It's a W. Assuming that we actually do it, unlike last week, which was an L. Yeah. So I think But we will job, man. we're gonna do it, so So why don't you tell the people where they can find us for those short days in between where we don't have something new coming out? Alright. Well you can find us on uh Twitter at a uh, at the Red Diamond Courier. Or is it at no, it's at Red Diamond Cast, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. You can find us on Twitter of the, the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us in our ESOPC or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join on Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you'll find links to all our awesome stuff. And if you uh, drop us a review, we will read it out on the show. And if you drop us a five-star review with some words, we will 
be more than glad to shout it out to all the heavens and earth of Tamriel. Earth? I guess planet? I don't know. Definitely not Earth. <laughs> it's Nern. See, I thought you were doing like Earth, like our planet, and Tamriel, which is the game. But uh, I guess I mean, the Tamriel, I guess it'd be Earth and Nern. Yeah. But. So now that we've thoroughly confused you right at the end, <laughs> <laughs> please do that though, so we can confuse you more. <laughs> um, Dog, what about you? Where can they find you, man? All right, you can t- uh, find me at uh, on Twitter at dogbark24, and that's same, the same for Xbox and ESOPC. So we can talk about how a uh, fake uh, Bob's story is, and how he actually just brought a piece of bread. He brought he brought a bag wet, a half eaten bag wet. No, dog, no. And yeah. first off. Isn't you're putting way too much you in baguette? Okay, there's not that much you. <laughs> no, it's bag wet. It's not bag wet. The bag is not wet. It's dry. <laughs> okay, it's bag dry. That doesn't make sense. Bag oh wet. <laughs> For me, it's gonna be at Bob Chichinsky, Twitter, Twitch, and the SOPC. So thank you guys once again for hanging out. Listen to my uh, rambles about Vegas. I hope you enjoyed it. Once again, I wish you all were there. There's definitely going to be a 10th anniversary celebration next year. So start saving now. We can all go out and hang out together. And you all can see the items I choose to get autographed next year. Which will probably be whatever they have on hand. Like this yeah. time, which was a poster <laughs> and a bag wet. <laughs> Take yeah. what I can get. <laughs> All right. Uh, see ya. See you guys. My name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose.